Welcome to Locked On Cardinals. I'm your host, Alex Clancy. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Locked On Cardinals is brought to you by Built Bar. I'm telling you guys, you've heard Bo and me talk about it over the last couple weeks. You've heard the live reads. You've heard the title sponsor blurb like I'm doing right now. Built Bar has healthy protein bars that are good. They taste good. And I'm not saying this just to say it. I will continue to say that portion because a lot of times people will do sponsor things just, you know, because they're getting paid for it or whatever. I've eaten these bars up. It, it's what gets me going in the morning. There's so many different flavors. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON to get 10 bucks off your first box at BuiltBar.com. Bill Barnwell has put out his top eight teams surrounding NFL offseasons. His ranks are out. And the Cardinals are lower than I thought they'd be. That's your Lockdown Cardinals lead story. I'm Alex Clancy. So, what I projected two days ago, when Bill Barnwell put this ranking list out, he he uh, tiered it. So, every day there were eight or nine teams that he put from worst to first regarding the 2020 NFL offseasons. Okay? And I was wrong the first time. I believe that the draft does have something to do with the elixir that he put together in an effort to make this list. So what he said is, to measure how each team performed, I'm comparing their roster, cap situation, and future draft capital at the beginning of the offseason to what they have in mid-May. Okay, I said the Cardinals should be at three. I thought the Cowboys would be ahead of them somewhat unnecessarily, but they were deemed they were deemed to have a great offseason, and I didn't really know who else. I knew Cleveland would be up there. I thought Cleveland may be number one because of what they did with the offensive line specifically, with Jack Conklin, Jedrick Wills, bringing in Austin Hooper, etc. I was wrong. Uh, the Cardinals come in at 8. And this is typical. This is exact. And this isn't me being a homer. This is just what the national media thinks of the Arizona Cardinals, just in general. There's no pulse. There's no real sexy, sexiness yet, because they haven't played a game yet. So let me run this down real quick. Arizona's 8. And Miami 7, which I get. I mean, with the amount of salary cap they had, with the amount of draft picks that they had, I get it. Drafting Tua, bringing in Byron Jones, etc. Uh, 6 is the Bills. Okay. I mean, they traded for, they traded for Stephon Diggs. I don't know why that's a, why that's a huge uh, scale tipper. They signed Josh Norman for a one-year contract. Dallas is five, as I said. They're going to be number five just because they drafted C.D. Lamb and they re-signed uh, Amari Cooper to a big deal. I, I get it. Even though they lost their secondary, so I don't really understand that part. Number four is the Colts signing Phillip Rivers and uh, et cetera. Number three is Denver drafting Jerry Judy and K.J. Hamler signing Melvin Gordon. I Okay. The Browns are two, which I get. Jack Conklin, Jedrick Wills, Austin Hooper. I get it. Number one's the Bucks. Come on, man. Really? Brady and Gronk? I, I get drafting, tra- trading up to draft Tristan Wirfs, I get. And then re-signing in Dom Kinsu and Jason Pierre-Paul. Okay? And Jack Barrett, that's really number one. That's the best offseason of 42-year-old quarterback. Come on. Let's talk about what he said regarding the Arizona Cardinals. Now, what went, what went right for him pretty obvious training for DeAndre Hopkins and getting rid of uh, J- uh, David Johnson's contract makes all the sense in the world. Makes all the sense in the world. 
Getting a wide receiver in his prime that's top three in the NFL. Yes. Drafting Isaiah Simmons, number eight. Boom. It's a beautiful thing that uh, Vince Joseph will be able to utilize next season. What went wrong, he was not a fan of neither Devondre Campbell, Devon Kennard, nor Jordan Phillips. And the numbers show that he's not necessarily wrong, but you can't really think that none of those three are going to work out. I mean, the numbers he went out and said, you know, Devondre Campbell wasn't good in Atlanta. Jordan Phillips is coming off his coming off his nine and a half sack season, which is by far the most in his career. And then Devon Kennard has had seven sacks each of the last or fourteen sacks of the last two seasons. And the Browns or the Lions were an awful defense, and they didn't want to keep him. So, I mean, you can skew numbers any which way you'd like. And then on top of that, which I'm most uh, perplexed by, was the DJ Humphreys signing. Overall, I feel like they were ranked pretty low, and only time will tell if I'm right about it or not. Coming up, I will talk more about Bill Barnwell's rankings, and another big-name pundit came out and said the Cardinals had the most improvement of any team since the end of the 2019 season. Talk about all that and more. Alex Clancy here, Locked on Cardinals. You've heard me talk about it a lot, and I'll continue to do so. Built Bar, BuiltBar.com. These protein bars are awesome. They're all chocolate-covered. They're protein bars that taste like candy bars. They really are. There's a bunch of different flavors, 16 to be exact. Again, all of them are chocolate-covered. Eight of them have nuts in them. Eight of them don't. So even if you have a nut allergy, you can enjoy half of what Built Bar has to, has to offer. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in delicious indulging in a delicious treat, and, and they are. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. Telling you, these bars are really good. I don't eat protein bars. When I was sent the box of protein bars from Built Bar, I was hesitant because most protein bars taste like crap. They taste like chalk. And I'd rather eat fruit or, you know, get another source of protein than eat something that I don't like the flavor of. But Built Bar, that's not the case. These are the flavors are so good. The orange cream is incredible. Raspberry chocolate swirls great. You can go on and on down the list. So go to builtbar.com, use promo code locked on, and you'll get 10 bucks off your first order. Use promo code locked on for 10 bucks off at builtbar.com. Welcome back, Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy here. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. So, Bill Barnwell has come out with his rankings of off seasons for the NFL teams, and Cardinals are uh, set in at eighth. And listen, I, I talked about it a little bit during the the lead story. DeAndre Hopkins trade unleash or um, unloading the David Ho- David Johnson contract. All of those things are great. I thought they should have held a little bit more weight than they did regarding this list. He, Bill Barnwell wasn't huge on the Devondre Campbell, Devon Kennards, and Jordan Phillips signing. He didn't like any of them. So, I don't know. This is all projection. This is all, I wonder what will happen this season and see if you know the Cardinals can use those free agent signings and parlay them into just a better defense than what they had last year, especially on the interior defensive line and linebacking core, all of whom Devondre Campbell, Devon Kennard, and Jordan Phillips could potentially help with. So we'll see what happens with that. And, you know, 
the DJ Humphreys contract is kind of what bothered me a little bit. This is one that I thought, you know, should have been a positive and not so much a negative. But DJ Humphreys has only played played one full season. And the crazy part about it, and this is exactly what I'm assuming DJ Humphreys and his agent came to the table with was one year with Kyler Murray, one year fully healthy. One year with not a surefire pocket-passing quarterback and guy who has some elusivity in the pocket and behind the line of scrimmage. And look at that. I'm healthy the whole year. Unbelievable how things work. It's just interesting that you can use 16 games where being healthy was the main focal point of, of you getting another contract and Kyler Murray in his rookie year. Now, the, uh, the flip side of that, I'm not an idiot. I'm not blinded by the light, wrapped up like a douche here. When it comes to it, DJ Humphreys was also in a contract year. So maybe he played through some injuries that he didn't necessarily play through when he wasn't making that much money. There's always two sides to that coin. It really just depends on who you want to believe, if either side. And you just kind of usually take the fusion of the two and find an equation that helps both sides. And this contract, in my opinion, three-year $43.8 million with mid-20s guaranteed, I think is a win for both sides. So I definitely disagree with Bill Barnwell with that. The next thing that he talks about, what needs to be done next, what's left to be done, is re-signing Patrick Peterson. And this is kind of where you lose me. This is kind of where you lose me. It's not a focal point right this second. It's not a focal point right this second. Okay? Because you look at, and he mentions this, Chris Harris, who is a top guy in the league, a top corner in the league coming from Denver, signed a, I believe, a one-year deal with the Chargers. After wanting big money, he, oh, he signed two-year, $20.5 million to go to the Chargers. Now, he signed somewhat late in free agency. He wasn't there during the beginning craziness. And this, that contract, would be, I would be over the moon for when it comes to Patrick Peterson. It's not going to happen. It's not how Patrick Peterson does his business. Darius Slay got a whole bunch of money when he got traded to Philly, signed an extension. But that's going to a different team, and it's just, it seems different where there was a severe need Philly had, so they were able to just, you know, unleash that money for Darius Slay. For Patrick Peterson, what I want to see, what I would love to see is him sign a deal that DJ Humphrey signed. If he signed exactly the same deal, three-year, $42 million, and give him, you know, $27 million guaranteed, over the moon, and you can move that, sign. you can move it to a signing bonus, you can, you know, uh, free up cap space that way, the the uh, Cardinals have been big on deferring payments down the road. It's, I think they did that with either Devon Kennard or Devondre Campbell. I can't remember. When it comes to the future of this team, you cannot give $50 million guaranteed to a 30-year-old cornerback who just got popped for PEDs. You just can't do it. Now, if he didn't get popped for PEDs and he had an average season last year, I guess you can kind of warrant it. But right now, it would be a huge disservice for the future of this franchise if you gave Patrick Peterson all that cheese at the end of this season. Coming up next, Field Yates of ESPN had a different take on the Arizona Cardinals and the level by which they improved compared to the rest of the NFL. I'll talk about that next, Locked on Cardinals.
Final segment, Locked on Cardinals. Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Please feel free to reach out. I had some nice conversations with guys via DMs uh, yesterday regarding just the business. And, you know, I'm always here to help if anybody has any questions or anything like that. So please feel free to reach out to Bo Brock or myself. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. So Field Yates, he's the boy wonder over at ESPN. At least he was a couple years ago. And he's definitely... You know, grown in popularity and insidership and and um, smart dude. He said that he thinks the Arizona Cardinals are the most improved team this offseason. And it's tough for me to go full homer because I'm not uh, for the Cardinals. I'm just not. I mean, I love covering them, especially now because they're good. And they're fun to talk about, which, you know, hasn't always been the case. But I love what I do, and I love talking sports regardless of the topic. I just tend to agree with him. Who has gotten the most out of their offseason? And this isn't saying who the best team is. This is who has jumped up the most rungs on the ladder this offseason. The Cardinals were... At the bottom, pretty much. Regardless of draft order and everything like that, there's a lot that goes into winning games and getting lucky, balls bouncing, whatever. Uh, some say the Cardinals were better than their five-win total. Some say they were worse. I mean, it's it's a tough uh, it's a tough number to gauge five wins. But I think addition by subtraction, and then addition by addition, in one fell swoop, and just losing a second-round pick out of it, that in and of itself is a franchise changer. Getting rid of DeAndre Hopkins, or getting rid of David Johnson, and acquiring DeAndre Hopkins simultaneously, where Houston takes on all of all of David Johnson's, you know, twelve or thirteen million dollar salary cap the next season. I don't know how that can be matched. I mean, there were some free agent signings across the board. Stephon Diggs got traded and Miami uh cleaned up. With, with four draft picks, but, or not Miami, Minnesota cleaned up with four draft picks, but Buffalo had to give up a first-round pick. So what's better, Stephon Diggs or f- four picks? I don't know, because I don't know what that Bills draft pick is going to be. What if it's 25 or 26? Wouldn't you rather have a uh, proven commodity in Stephon Diggs? If, and I'm talking about if things were copacetic in Minnesota. You know, obviously, it's... Stephon Diggs wanted out. He didn't like the targets. He didn't like that, you know, Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison were the stars of that team, not Kirk Cousins, regardless of if Kirk was able to throw the ball 45 times if need be or not. Stephon Diggs wasn't getting the touches. So I would take the DeAndre Hopkins trade over that 100 times out of 100 because they didn't have to give up a first-round pick. Most improved means most holes filled. And I'm not saying that the offensive line was helped at all because, you you know, you draft Josh Jones in the third round, that's fine, but they didn't really add anything besides that. So that is a hole that hasn't necessarily been filled, and we don't know. That's a big question mark. A lot better last year, 48 sacks taken by Kyler Murray. Say what you want about what side you're on regarding it being Kyler's fault for a good portion of those sacks because he refused to throw an interception, throw a bad ball. And a lot of times, Kyler Murray, a sack, quote-unquote, is him going down before getting hit. Okay? So that can be a skewed number for either side of the argument. What I do know 
is the Cardinals got immeasurably better. They got one of the best players in the NFL by giving up an, a guy who's 31 and passed his prime. That doesn't happen very often. Most improved means you get high-impact guys in position of need. And Jordan Phillips isn't a high-impact guy. Devon Kennard isn't a high-impact guy. Devondre Campbell isn't a high-impact guy. Check Bill Barnwell's uh, uh, you know, stats and numbers and, and, and words on those three signings. He wasn't high on any of them. But they filled needs for the Cardinals. And they filled needs for the Cardinals where they had gaping holes. And it's not to say that Devon Kennard's a pro bowler, but it's also not to say that he's not a huge upgrade over Hassan Reddick. It's not to say Jordan Phillips is a pro bowler, but it's also not to say that he's not a, a jump up over Corey Peters. You know? I mean, that's there is a specified curve for each team for where you were in a specific position talent-wise and where you are now after the offseason. And the Cardinals have have very good grades across the board from where they were to where they are now. And that's all. So obviously every pundit, every talking head, everybody's going to have their own rankings, their own, you know, their own lists of who is best, who is worst, who should have done more, who should have done more where, but I've given you two, Bill Barnwell and Field Field Yates, two highly respectable guys at least on the right side of the spectrum the positive side of the spectrum for what the Cardinals did this offseason. And it starts and ends with DeAndre Hopkins for me. This wasn't a situation where you drafted a guy, then you have to decide, well, do we want to pay him? This is a guy that the Cardinals will have to pay. They'll have to give over $100 million to. They'll probably front load it so they can potentially move off of it later. But this is how you take advantage of of a Kyler Murray rookie scale contract. It's not going to get any easier. Trust me. They're going to have to potentially pay Patrick Peterson this this off this next offseason. They're going to have to pay Buda Baker or move off of him. There's a lot of questions that still need to be answered. But one question was definitely answered this offseason. Can the Cardinals take the next step with Kyler Murray in his second year? And the answer, glaringly, is yes. Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals. We'll talk to you tomorrow.